0: You are tired of average. You want more out of life. You know you're capable of something greater. This show will help you become resilient in your home, at work, and in your community. Welcome to the Resilient Humans Podcast with your host, Kevin Wood. Hey, welcome to the Resilient Humans podcast. Uh, today, we have a great topic, and it's one that we constantly see uh, at the gym in our nutrition coaching, and it's the concept of the pause button mentality. This is uh, something that Ingrid brought up to me uh, last week, a couple weeks ago. Anyway, I was like, what are we going to talk about? And she goes, pause button mentality. Without even skipping a beat, uh, she knew that this was something that needed to be discussed. Ingrid, why did you want to talk about this?
1: Well, here at uh, CrossFit Moncton, where we are comfortably sitting in your office right now, it is my job to... Uh, let's say keep people on track a little bit. I'm the lady that gets after people when they've been missing from the gym for a little while or I'm also the lady that people get in touch with when they can't be at the gym for a little while. So I get the brunt of the posbetton mentality excuse all the time and it's starting to be sort of predictable. Um, now that I've been doing this for a few years, I can almost tell when certain people are going to press the button and I can almost tell when a lot of people are about to press the button. And we've talked about this a lot and I'd like to see it come to an end.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll dive into those, the different types mm. uh, of pause buttons. We're all familiar with the pause button on our on our remotes for our TVs or... I was about to say VCRs (laughs) that ages me.
1: (laughs) Don't date yourself now.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, on our remotes, there's a pause button. So let's say we're watching a movie and you have to use the washroom. You push pause, use the washroom. You come back. You could be going to get some snacks too. When you come back, when you push play again, the movie picks up right where you left off. However, that's not how life works the time will continue to move on whether or not you push that pause button or not. So that's the biggest difference. If you push the pause button on your health, let's say it's for two, three months, maybe years. What's happening when you come back? It's not like the movie. It's you're not picking up where you left off. It's often very struggling, challenging, to get back to where you once were. And people often feel quite defeated. They feel like it's such an uphill battle and then they throw their hands up and say, "Eff it, screw this, I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not investing that time and effort into getting back to where I was when we could have prevented that pause button from being pushed in the first place.
1: I would agree. I think that when people are pushing the pause button, you know, they might do it for many, many reasons. uh, And I would commend them for some of the reasons, mainly being, you know, a fresh start. They want to give their best. um, And why not wait for the right time? These are all sort of good things to think about. But I would argue that the only thing you're really improving is your skill of pausing.
0: Dive into that. What does that even mean? The skill of pausing?
1: Well, the more you do something, the more you are likely to do it again. Uh, so I feel like when we say it's okay for someone to pause, then it makes them more okay with that decision. And the more okay and supported and enabled they are in that decision that they've made, the more comfortable they are making it again. So I often see when people restart. They're often to press pause even faster the next time. So those those spurts of the health and fitness uh, get shorter and shorter. Would you say it's almost become a habit for them? Absolutely. I, I would say crutch even.
0: So we we know the the science behind habits and how they're built, and it's really just about uh, neural connections. And every time you do that thing, every time it could be anything, a skill. Um, or pushing the pause button, every time you do it, you're reinforcing that neural pathway to become stronger and more resilient. And this is one that we do not want to build resiliency in, in pushing that pause button. It's one that we'd want to kind of break that neural pathway down, so that our go-to is something different, a different uh, idea, a different solution, which will then lead to a different outcome. Because we know that pausing, especially when it comes to your health, is detrimental. It's not productive, and you will not. You may think it's the best thing for you right now, but we've seen it time and time again. When it's time to push play, it is not pleasant. It they people will often say, "Yeah, I kind of regret that." Right? Mm-hmm. We, we want to live life with no regrets. So, um. Let's go back to what you mentioned earlier, what we kind of um, brought up about the different types of pausing. I know there's things when we pause or push the pause button on our, on our health, there are predictable ones and then there are unpredictable ones. Can you dive into that? So what are some predictable ones that you see most often?
1: Uh, sure. Uh, one of the most predictable ones I see is uh, summertime. Seasonal change?
0: Ah, yes. Seasonal pausing.
1: (laughs) I see a lot of September pausing from our moms and dads, and especially those moms and dads that are school teachers. Um, I have a particular problem with that one. Anyone can ask me about it. Being a former school teacher myself and having dealt with the pressures of a new school year, I can tell you right now, if I had not pressed pause on my health and fitness while I was dealing with those life challenges, I probably would have been able to deal with them better moving along and moving forward. Um, but seasonal pausing, Christmas time, people will often just sort of toss it away and say, all right, I'm going to get back on that in January, or I'm going to fall off the train for the summertime and get back on in September. Um, yeah, those are really, we can see those coming a mile away.
0: That that sounds to me like it's almost like all or nothing thinking.
1: Yeah. And right? I know how you feel about that.
0: It drives me bananas. Mm-hmm. So because those are predictable, what are things that we can do to help prevent that pause button being pushed in the first place?
1: Well, because you've seen it coming every year probably you see summer coming teachers you see September coming you know what it's going to be like it's the same every time the holidays are the same every time I think what you can do is be a little bit proactive you can make a plan how are you going to get yourself through the holidays how are you going to get through your summer perhaps you need to change a few things perhaps you need to tweak a few things because your life changes and so can your schedule but just stopping altogether is uh, going to be very hard to come back from. And it always is. And I know that people at home right now are nodding along with me because (laughs) we've had the day one talk a lot of times. Oh, it's another day one for you. Let's make this your last day one, I always say to people. And then they giggle because sometimes they know they're going to press the pause button again.
0: This this literally just happened this morning. I, I sent an email out to a former member last night. And I said, Hey, it's it time to start working on your fitness again. And he replied this morning and said, uh, this email is the kick in the butt that I needed to get back in. And I then replied, I'll make sure Monday a really great workout for you. And he then replied, I think I'm going to struggle through the warm-up. <laughs> so already recognizing that it's going to be challenging before he even walks through the door. He knows that it's going to be a challenge. And how could we have prevented that? How could we have prevented that thought, that struggle, that the idea that it's going to be a very hard thing to do, to come back and be put right back into the, the mix? Because when we do that, we all, what I've noticed is that when people come back, they have a, an expectation to be where they were, like that movie, right? They expect to just push play and, you know, I was able to do all this stuff before now I can't, now I'm frustrated. Now I'm anxious. Now I'm like, I'm getting all these uncomfortable feelings, right? Because I'm not where I want to be. And I'm not where I was when I left off. We need to prevent that from happening in the first place. So at the end of here, we, we do have some other solutions, but, um, I would like to touch on the unexpected things, the unexpected pausing. What are some examples that you see there?
1: Oh, gosh. Um, injury. Um, yep. Illness. Uh, family matters of a variety of, of things. Um, vacations. Uh, work is busy.
0: Basically life.
1: Uh, yeah, all those regular things that never seem to stop happening because life continues on. So... I think it's a good idea for people, you know, to plan ahead for those things, or at least to live your daily life in a way that will allow you to make better choices when you hit those life obstacles. Because time and time again, it has been proven that, you know, showing up for yourself during those times is going to help you get through them. And, you know, just hitting the pause button is is not really going to do anything for anybody. And you can't take care of your life. You cannot take care of your children. You can't take care of your job unless you've taken care of yourself first.
0: I've said it before and I'll <clears throat> definitely say it again. Don't wish for an easier life. Wish for the skills to get through life easier. That's how you do it. You show up. You build the resiliency by showing up <clears throat> even when life slaps you in the face. Even during Christmas holidays, even during all these seasonal pausing times, it's showing up even when it's hard. That's that's the skill that you want to build. And that will eventually lead to a habit. Oh, it's Christmas. Yep. These are the four days that I know are not going to be perfect, but I'm going to do something. You know, you can always control. I like this this quote, uh, I've read it in precision nutrition, um, courses, always something, always something. There is always something that you can do. It's going away from that all or nothing thinking that it's either 100% in or not at all. I want it. I want you to pick something in the middle though. It's not life. Isn't black and white. N- nothing's ever black and white. It's not this or that there's always something in the middle we'll talk about that later. There's a a solution called aiming for a little bit better Um, because of this all or nothing thinking. I think it's almost been ingrained in our society because we often see 21 day fixes and you know, 30 day challenges. That's what, what happens after, right? (laughs) So for those 21 days or 30 days or whatever it is, people are going like all in and we've had challenges here before, but we called it the small changes challenge where we kind of layered things on. It was like we would work on one habit for a couple weeks and then the next week we would pick another small habit. It was kind of this like building block system versus a lot of these programs that people sign up for. It's everything gets overhauled completely 100% change in all the things that you do, all the things that you eat and People get great results. That's the the, mm. the addicting part. They get addicted to that. Like, oh man, I got crazy results. I lost X amount of pounds and my clothes fit way better. And then what happens after they're done? It all comes back, right? Because we're into this all or nothing thinking, not about building small habits one at a time until they last. And habits generally are not created. <clears throat> More complex habits that, that will lead to lifelong um improvements in our health in just 21 days.
1: Well, sprinting is not sustainable.
0: Correct. I I like that analogy. (laughs) Who, who sprints the first part of a marathon? Idiots. (laughs) Idiots do. Nobody does that because it's dumb. You, you know that you can't start a marathon by coming out at your hundred meter pace because you're going to crash and you're going to burn and it's not productive. So, Life is a very, very long marathon and you got to learn to adjust your pace accordingly, which I think that's a great segue into our first solution called the dial it up or dial it down. So this concept is, is great. If everything in your life is perfect, you know, you, you have all the time in the world. Um, money's no issue. Um, you, everything's just going well, like really well, then your dials might be up at a 10 and there's different dials. There's uh, nutrition dials, exercise dials, stress recovery. So there's all these different dials that we have in our life. It's the idea that they don't always have to be at a 10. Think of it like a, like a volume button, right? If it's always at a 10, that's your all in. Everything's perfect. I'm going crazy but now something comes up. Okay. Let's say it's seasonal and and it's the Christmas holidays. Okay. Well, the gym's closed for a few of those days. Well, I can't, I can't be at my 10 anymore. So I have to dial it back. But instead of saying for two weeks, I'm dialing it back to a zero. Well, that doesn't make any sense either. Let's dial it back to a five. What can you do during those days off? Well, I could probably get a 10 minute workout at home. I could probably go for a 30-minute walk outside with my dog. Well, actually, I have a treadmill or a, a, a bike at home. I could probably get out to do something like that. I could challenge myself and do, you know, the days that the gym are closed, uh, burpees beside my bed. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's, goes back to the, the quote, there's always something. There's always something you can do.
1: And I would encourage people to take, you know, be okay with the spectrum sometimes people are feeling really down on themselves because they're not at a 10 for everything. I think that's out of your realm of expectation right away. So right away you've set the bar far too high and your reality is not going to meet up with that and you're going to feel bad. Consistency doesn't look like every the cups are full everywhere all the way across the board every day. Consistency looks like showing up the way you can that day. Not not showing up, but showing up and giving it what you can give. And dialing it back to a one is an option. Like, yeah. People don't realize that. They think it either has
0: to be on or off. It's not a light switch. One is still an option. That might be when I go to work, I'm going to park in the farthest parking spot away. There's your one. Right. Right? There's always something you can do. Yeah. That kind of leads into the next part, which is aim for just a little bit better and the situation that i like to think about because it's it's very easy and we've we've all been to airports is that when we're traveling generally the food options that are available to us aren't what we're used to they're not that 10 out of 10. so when i'm in an airport i'm i'm not eating the way that i normally eat i don't have everything portioned out it's not in a Ziploc bag or a <laughs> microwavable pouch. It's it's just not happening, right? So when I'm strolling through the airport looking for food, I look for what could I have that's a little bit better. So oftentimes I'll go to the the little kind of stands on the side and I'll find some Greek yogurt with fruit on top. Awesome option, right? Like it's it's not the best option, but it's also not a cheeseburger and fries. That's right right? So it's, what can you do to aim for a little bit better? And let's throw this into your, your fitness, you know, what, what is just a little bit better than what you're currently doing? If what you're currently doing is nothing, then anything (laughs) is a little bit better, right? Stepping outside and taking some deep breaths and stretching on your back deck. That's something it's better than nothing. So always think of what can you do just a little bit better.
1: And something usually leads to something else, which is really nice. You're saying it's like
0: a snowball effect?
1: Well, that's what motivation is. Get motivated by doing.
0: You're building that neural connection again. Mm -hmm. By every time that you do it, you're strengthening it. And it's going to be easier each time you do it. That's how willpower is built, is through those neural connections. Next solution is kind of, uh, an interesting one, but it it requires a lot of, um, I'll say foresight reflection as well. And it's creating if then situations. So oftentimes we'll say, all right, I'm going to run every day and it's great when it's sunny, but then when it's not, what do you do? You say, ah, I'm not going to do it because it's cold or rainy or whatever. So we create the ideal situations that you create these if then scenarios. So that could be if it rains, I run anyway, that could be an option. It could be if it rains, I will go on a treadmill. If it rains, I'll do 10 minutes of push-ups and burpees, but whatever it is, it's coming up or looking ahead. What might get in my way? And then how can I plan around that? Um, same with your, your nutrition. It kind of goes back to that airport. Look, if I get to the airport and I don't have the food that I have, that I normally have with me, then what, what am I going to do Well, I'm going to look for something that's a little bit better. We're just creating these little if then, uh, situations to help alleviate any problems that might come up.
1: I think that one's especially helpful for the seasonal pausing. You can see Christmas coming from October you're doing your Christmas shopping, may as well be doing some planning for your health and fitness as well.
0: Absolutely. And the final solution is one that I've used personally. I really enjoy it. I've used it with a lot of my clients as well. And I like to set minimums. And that means I basically call them my non-negotiables, but no matter what, I will do movement at least three times a week. It might not be three CrossFit classes, um, which is you know my in my ideal world, but it's going to be I'm going to do movement three times a week, and that's just a minimum. I will make sure that that happens, and it really comes down to my priorities. What am I prioritizing? And for me, I want to know what my minimums are for food, so my nutrition. Uh, my fitness and my mindset. Now, I'm more strict on some than others. My, my mindset minimum is every day of the week. It's a non-negotiable. I will not miss it no matter what. And I'm on, I think I'm, a, I'm currently at a 126-day streak for meditation. That works for me. Your minimum might be once a week. It might be two times. It might be whatever it is set your minimum, and make it realistic. So for me, the meditation is realistic because some of my meditation sessions are only three minutes. I always have three minutes somewhere in my day. It's not like a daily minimum of a one-hour exercise session. Well, every day I might not have an hour for exercise. So that's why I set that as a little bit lower, as a three times a week minimum.
1: And then when you are able to progress past your minimum then you can congratulate yourself whereas if you well I know you're about to I see the breath you took in (laughs) but I was gonna say whereas you know if you set your minimum like you said earlier like I'm gonna run every day then I'm not saying you're setting yourself up for failure but there's a lot of room for disappointment there yeah that's all
0: why, why, I th- no, why I thought of that was because we, we've created a list. Uh, we have a little booklet at the gym that we've given out to some of our members. Um, it's our things to accomplish tomorrow tasks. And there's only room to write three things on it. The reason being is that a lot of people have their to-do lists that are a mile long, like 10, 12, 20 things, right? And so if you, let's say, let's say uh, 10, 10 is the number. You have 10 things on your to-do list. And you get three of them done. How do you feel? 30%. You don't feel like you accomplished anything, right? <laughs> no. Now, what if I gave you, what if you took a list and you had three things on it and you accomplished three of the things?
1: Well, I'd be very excited. You had a hundred percent. A hundred percent.
0: So it makes like both situations, you completed three tasks. The outcome was exactly the same, but one made you feel shittier than the other. And it's all about how we set, set ourselves up. And I think that really plays into these minimums. What is the minimum effective dose that you can do that you'll be successful? And as a result of that success, you're going to feel good. And as a result of that feeling, you're going to be then motivated to continue doing those things. Versus, I'm gonna run seven days a week. Crap, I only got three. I don't feel good, therefore I'm not going to run.
1: And now I'm going to take a break from running and hit the pause button.
0: Absolutely horrible idea. <laughs> so those are, those are our four solutions for uh, eliminating or addressing the pause button mentality using the dial method, dialing something up or down, depending on the situations that you're in. And that could be seasonal and also very useful for those unexpected life circumstances that come up. Whoa. Um, you know, something happened to, to my dog. I can't make it to the gym, whatever. Let's dial it down. I can still go for a walk later, right? Dial it right back to a one, uh, aiming for something a little bit better. And that's looking at anything in your life and just saying, okay, this is where I'm at. How can I make it just a little bit better? What's that next thing? One little step up from there. Uh, The third one was creating if-then situations. Uh, Really very useful for the seasonal things that you can see ahead of time when they're coming up. So that if and when this happens, then I'm going to do this. And then the final one was setting minimums. Making sure that we have at least a reasonable expectation of what can be done, what is possible. And then when we achieve that, we feel much better about ourselves. We're more successful We're more motivated to keep going. That's how motivation works.
1: Wow. You say it so simply, it must be easy.
0: It's easy when you develop it as a skill, Mm. which will then eventually lead as a habit. But if you keep relying on the skill of pausing, it's not easy. No. You actually have to stop pausing to break that neural connection down to allow the other one to build up.
1: And then it'll be harder to pause and easier to be consistent is what you're saying.
0: That's the shift. Now, I didn't have this written down, but another solution is your support system.
1: Yes. That
0: could be a friend, a family member, a coach. If you know that you are one that generally pushes the pause button on your life, I would highly recommend finding someone, again, friend, family member, or pay somebody as a coach and get them to help hold you accountable that is one of the best I would say one of the best ways that you can prevent and manage that pause button mentality is by having the support of others
1: yeah that one also requires some self-reflection so that you know and you can see that up ahead of time
0: and if you don't know just ask me I'll let you know if you've used the pause button before many <laughs> times so I don't I don't sugarcoat anything <laughs> All right. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, I want to thank Ingrid again for coming in and and chatting with me about this. It's a very um, common thing that we see that we would love to see less of. So that's it.
1: More of you, less of the pause, please. There
0: you go. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and I'll see you next time.